Welcome back to Cancer Perspective. Thank you for joining us. Today's topic is one that we have covered in many different sessions. We're going to talk about cancer anxiety. Anxiety or distress is a normal part of going through the cancer journey. This can come when you are being screened for cancer, such as somebody that's going in for a normal skin check or seeing their doctor with a new cough. It could be waiting for results or seeing an abnormal result on a otherwise normal checkup with your physician. Of course, receiving the diagnosis of cancer, making decisions about treatment, or once the treatment is pending, during surgery or after surgery, worrying about cancer that will come back or recurrences once you've been treated for cancer. Anxiety and distress at these times is considered normal. Much of it has to do with the loss of control that you want to have but can't possibly have during this time. Of course, a normal response such as anxiety can become a problem if a person then has trouble coping with other daily behavior. Every person will cope in a different way. There is no normal or abnormal way to react. Oftentimes, it can be distressing when support systems are not all on the same page together. Somebody could be going through an angry, distressed phase while another person is going through an overwhelming panic disorder at the same time. These two reactions can clash and cause additional problems within a support system. Those patients or support systems who are in this anxiety or distress arena have options for help and emotional and social support. Of course, talking to somebody who is a professional at how to handle situations can often provide coping mechanisms for many different types of situations. It is okay to withdraw into oneself for short periods of time, use your own coping mechanisms that have been helpful in the past, but if it's not helping in new situations, it is important to reach out for help or to accept help when somebody notices that the coping is becoming complicated. According to some studies, patients that have the most distress benefit from techniques such as relaxation training, talk therapy or counseling, cancer education sessions such as this podcast, existential therapy or the focus of human condition, including what humans are capable of along with their limitations, encouraging them to reach beyond what they think they can do, and social support like a group session, maybe a group about a specific diagnosis. If one is reluctant to reach out for help or accept help, it can become a cycling problem that becomes more severe than the expected amount of distress. It can affect relationships and shut people out. It can cause problems not just at home, but also at work or even your relationship with your care providers. 
people who may have had abnormal adjustment issues prior to diagnosis will be at higher risk. A cancer diagnosis can cause anxiety disorders to come back. But if you are honest and open, there may be some options that you can be directed towards. Although anxiety can be a recurrent problem throughout the cancer journey, finding ways to cope can only be beneficial. In addition to the cancer diagnosis, cancer patients also deal with anxiety and distress over potential pain, especially if there's been changes in pain. Other comorbidities or medical problems that you have had prior to cancer diagnosis, such as diabetes, low blood sugar, maybe you've had a blood clot, there are certain types of tumors that can make you even more prone to cause symptoms of anxiety and panic attacks, especially cancer that has spread to the brain or the central nervous system in the spinal cord. Tumors that involve the lungs can rob you of oxygen and mimic symptoms of anxiety or enhance anxiety. Some of the drugs that you might be offered can also increase feelings of anxiety. It is important to tell your healthcare team if this is happening. Sometimes you might need an antihistamine or a steroid that may cause you some restlessness or agitation. And then, of course, withdrawing from habit-forming drugs that you may have had prior to diagnosis, such as withdrawing from alcohol or nicotine, decreasing or stopping opioids, decreasing or stopping antidepressants. Symptoms of anxiety can be shortness of breath or fast heart rate, sweating, restlessness, muscle tightness, feeling dizzy or faint, nauseated, irritable, being afraid of having a heart attack, or feeling like you're going crazy. I have experienced and have heard of others that have experienced patients who feel so nauseated that they vomit when they walk into the cancer clinic. People who have current phobias or fears about certain objects or situations are definitely at higher risk. A person who has a phobia of needles may avoid coming to the clinic for their lab tests or their treatments. People who have panic disorders might not even be able to enter a building. People with OCD or obsessive compulsive disorder may be unable to go through their treatment because of persistent thoughts that are bothersome. Wherever you are on the anxiety or distress realm, please know that your team wants to support you, that there are options. There are medical or medication options and potential non-medical, non-medicated options. This topic will continue to come up in future podcasts, and we'll always have something additional to say about it. Keep listening, knowing that this is a common problem throughout the whole journey for just about everybody, whether it is a patient or a caregiver. Stay tuned. We'll keep you updated. Reach out. And if you see somebody that has distress, also reach out to them and let them know that there are options. Thank you for joining us. 
Take care and spread kindness.